0: Hey, Bridgetown Church, and to any and all of you listening, John Mark Comer here. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, April 9th. Today is called Good Friday in the church calendar, and it's a day that followers of Jesus all over the world set aside to memorialize the cross as we get ready for Easter Sunday, but more than that, to get in touch with the emotional pain of Jesus on the cross and our own emotional pain for. Life east of Eden, as Steinbeck called it, a life with death and crucifixion and the Roman Empire and COVID-19 and injustice and compromise and complicity of religious leaders and economic fallout and unemployment and all that we feel over it in order to move through our emotional pain to Easter Now, today we wrap up a week-long kind of mini-series on the Bridgetown Daily on contemplative prayer. We covered breath prayer and welcoming prayer and imaginative prayer. And to end, I want to to kind of talk about what I call Gethsemane prayer. Now, you will not find this in a book on contemplative prayer or from any one of the spiritual masters like Julian of Norwich or St. Teresa or St. John of the Cross or Henry Nowen. Not at all. This is just out of my own life. And again, to repeat what we've said all week, it's not a technique, it's a template. It's not a technique to control prayer or God or an outcome or even get to a desired outcome with God or your own spiritual formation. It's just a template for you to open yourself up to God. You may find it helpful, you may not take it or leave it. But this is how I pray when I'm in a Good Friday kind of moment, when I'm sad or I'm upset or I'm feeling kind of emotional pain and when I don't really know exactly how to pray. Now, I picked this up years ago in seminary in a lecture, actually, with Dr. Gary Breshears on Matthew 26 and the Garden of Gethsemane. And it became kind of, I don't know, it stuck with me and it's become a template for how I pray when either, one, I'm kind of just feeling sad or two, when I have a desire that I don't know what to do with. You ever feel that way? Um, either because I'm not sure if the desire is from Jesus or not. I feel this every time I release a book. I'm not really sure how to pray. There's a, I have the desire for the book to sell a ton of copies. I don't know. Is that from Jesus or is that ego? Is that ambition? Is that greed? Is it all of the above? I don't. I, how, I, every time I release a book, I struggle to know how the heck to pray. Or um, when I just don't know how to pray at all. Do you ever feel that way? Well, you are not alone. If you don't know how to pray or if you have a desire that you don't know what to do with or if you just are feeling really sad and you don't know how to process your emotions and all of a sudden cognitive behavioral kind of positive thinking just falls flat, well, the Gethsemane prayer is my template for how to pray in that time. Now, it's from Matthew 26. Let me just read over you. I have my Bible here. Let me read over you the story. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, listen to Jesus' kind of prayer template. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, his closest friends, and he began to be sorrowful, and troubled or torn up on the inside or even anxious. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And the story goes on. Notice, Jesus gives God first his feelings, second his desires, and third his trust. Short word on each. First, Jesus gives God his feelings. Quote, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In Luke's version, we read his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground, a rare medical condition where your heart is so overcome by emotional pain that it manifests in kind of bloody sweat in your body, kind of literally your emotional pain coming out of your pores. Medics write about it on the battlefield from soldiers before or after or a battle. It's that level of sadness, fear, emotional pain, grief, heartache, Jesus is in touch with his emotional pain. And notice first he just tells God how he feels. I feel not just sad, but I feel sorrowful and troubled and overwhelmed with all of it. I just, I can't take it anymore. Do you ever feel that way? He just tells God how he feels. He doesn't give himself a a slap on the cheek and snap out of it or a buck up or white knuckle or stay positive. He just tells God how he feels. Then second, he gives God his desires, quote, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Now, cup was a Jewish idiom or figure of speech in the first century, kind of for your lot in life. Um, it It has a positive connotation, as in Psalm 23, my cup, runneth over in the King James, meaning my life is just so full and rich and blessed. I have more than I need and I'm so grateful. But the cup also has a negative connotation. Jesus is referring here to his death on the cross that's just a few hours away. Your cup is your lot of life. It's kind of your suffering or your cross to bear that's just a part of your life or a part of your body or a part of your calling before God. For my lovely wife, T, a part of her cup is living with Lyme disease and chronic illness. For my sister, Elizabeth, it's raising a beautiful daughter, my niece, Bertie, who was diagnosed with infantile spasms as a one-year-old and now is basically special needs and has a life of kind of some hardship before her. For my brother-in-law, Tano, right now, it's recovering from COVID-19, and illness in his own family. For you, it's any number of things. We all have our cup. We all have our suffering, our kind of lot in life. And, and sometimes it's just something we have no control over. But other times it's something that we have a say in. For example, for Jesus, whether or not to go to the cross, whether or not to stay in the role of leadership, whether or not to stay in a marriage even when it's hard, whether or not to stay in a community or relationship even when it's not the most fun, whether or not to take revenge on somebody when you really want to, but you know it's not the way of Jesus. And if you're anything like me, when you have desires and your desire is just to get rid of your cup. If I could flip a switch and just get rid of all suffering in my life and all hardship, I would do it in a minute. And Jesus has that same feeling. Just let the gravity of the story sink in. Jesus, if I'm reading the story right, and a number of scholars read it this way, is asking the Father to not go to the cross. He's saying, God, I don't want to do it. Is there, there has got to be another way to put the human project back on track. Just let the gravity of that sink in. Jesus who came to seek and to save the lost. How? Through his self-sacrificial death and then his resurrection by the Father. He's asking the Father, God, please, I don't want to do it. And notice Jesus does not filter his desire. He does not even apologize for his desire. He doesn't beat himself up over his desire. He just gives his desire to God. Often I have a desire that I don't know what to do with, either because I'm not sure if it's the will of God or more likely because I'm sure it's not the will of God. And so often I deny it or I repress it or I beat myself up and feel guilt and shame over it. And then I hide it away in a corner of my heart and I'm never free of it. Jesus' method was very different. It was just to give the desire to God in prayer. Man, this has been so freeing for my prayer life to know that when I have a desire that I know is not the will of Jesus for lust or to abandon a relationship or to not do something hard, just or greed or to buy something I don't need or to hoard my resources. I just give that desire to God. Just, God, here's what I want. I want this. With no filter, no edit, no moralizing. I know it's wrong. God knows it's wrong. Just give it over into the hands of the loving Father. And then finally, Jesus third gives God his trust the famous line yet not as I will but as you will. God, I just yield to you. I give you the illusion of control. I let go. Have your way in my body, in my life. How long I live, how I live, I just give it everything. All literally my life as a living sacrifice. I give all of it over to you. Now, often we skip ahead to the end of Jesus prayer and we just pray, God, not what I will but you will. But that is not honoring to the emotional process of the human condition. First, Jesus gives God his feelings. Then Jesus gives God his desires with no filter, no edit button, just, just raw, open, honest here. Then Jesus gives God his trust. And it's not that it's this hyperlinear thing, step one, step two, step three, but there is an emotional process to work through where we give God our feelings, then we give God our desires, then we give God our trust. So let's just take a moment and do that right now. Just take a deep breath. (sighs) Come back to your body. If you're multitasking, that's fine, but invite you just to pause for two minutes. Sit down, stool in your kitchen or on your couch. Put your feet on the ground. Feel the solidity of the earth beneath you feel the sensations in your body just relax into God's presence open your mind and your soul to him come Holy Spirit now just take a moment and give God your feelings just tell God how you're feeling happy sad scared stressed confused angry numb indifferent, just tell God how you feel. Now, just take a moment and give God your desires. Just tell God what you want today or in this season of your life. You don't really need to edit or filter. You know which ones are not the will of God, just give them over to God as a, a means of confession or repentance or humility or Lord have mercy. Just give God your desires. And now just take a moment and give God your trust just release like there's an inner emotional volitional kind of fulcrum in your heart where you just yield the illusion of control over to God just turn that inner part of you toward God and just say God just make Jesus prayer your own not what i will but what you will and live in that freedom and that joy and that peace and that love. To end our week together as we move towards Sabbath, and I can't wait for Easter Sunday together online, we end with Julian of Norwich's beautiful line from Jesus Himself All will be well, all will be well, and all manner of things will be well.